Hello, welcome. Welcome to our next episode of the Queer Talks Real Talk podcast. I'm your co-host, Tiffany Human, career strategy coach. And of course, I'm joined by the amazing Orlando Haynes. Want to say a quick hi? Hey, everybody. Appreciate you joining us as we continue these um, co-hosted episodes of topics in real talk that we're going to be sharing uh, each and every other week. Sometimes (laughs) it it may divert to weekly. Who knows what we're doing? (laughs) We're just sharing value. That's the point. (laughs) For now, every two weeks or so. If you are joining us live, let us know in the comments where you're joining us from uh, and what kind of work you do. We have a really great topic today which is all around being excited for your career. And are you still Mm. excited about your career? I mean, there's been a lot of change happening as we've seen over the past years and even the past months, whether we're talking about different layoffs happening, different trends in the different industries that we're witnessing, and also a lot of employee changes, right? In terms of wanting different things, wanting more flexibility, wanting more remote work, Uh, wanting more overall work-life balance. And this might be leading you to feel a little bit different about your career right now. Maybe for some of you, it's led to a lot more clarity around what you want and going after it. Maybe for some of you, it's actually leading you to question and feeling stagnant of what what really comes next and what you should do as a next move. So we're going to break all of that down here together because we never want you to feel alone in any of that. Um, And I love this topic specifically, Orlando. I I say this a lot, but if there's one emotion you really want to feel in your career, it's excited, right? Like that's the, that's the emotion that sparks so much. It, It leads into the motivation. It leads into the discipline. It leads into the fulfillment. So I think we're going to have a lot of fun kind of diving into this of what that looks like for you. And if you've lost that, if you've lost some of that excitement, how can we help to really bring that back? Absolutely. So if you're um, if you're watching now, just want to say hello for a few folks that are chiming in. Rosemary uh, coming in from Fort Lauderdale. Uh, hello, LinkedIn user from Port St. Lucie. If you can, uh, Lu- Lucy, uh, if you can drop your name in, your name is not populating. And then Arnisha. Uh, coming in from Georgia. So appreciate you joining us. If you're currently in that state of lack of excitement, and if you're able to say so, you know, let us know. Let us know and uh, ask questions. We want this to be as interactive as possible uh, so we can engage and answer questions directly. But as as this topic was being formalized and thinking about it, um, there's always two sides to a story, right? Um, how much of the excitement um, that may dissipate is from us due to maybe unrealistic expectations from the employer or uh, the employer not, um, you know, delivering on, you know, set promises early on. Who knows? So it's a combination of, you know, both is, I'm sure there's tremendous variables um, looking at it from both landscapes, but how do we address those things? How do we give you kind of some strategies? Because we all go through it. Lord knows we all go through it. So whether you're an entrepreneur, you know, nine to five, doing both, whatever it is, uh, it's still a career choice uh, that you've you've chosen. And I see people chiming in, so I appreciate you. Um, you know, so any questions you want to throw at us, we'll be happy to dive in and kind of unpack that for you and give you some uh, some actionable advice because that's what we're we're all about doing here. Yeah, definitely. Don't hold back. Uh, love seeing the participants joining us live uh, for this episode. And 
you know, stemming from what you're saying, Orlando, I think a really important piece is value alignment when we're talking mm. about being excited in your career and a lot of what you just shared from the employer and employee standpoint. If you're feeling that there's a bit of a clash here, things have likely shifted for you. It's possible that with how things have transpired, maybe your own values have shifted or your priorities have shifted. And then it's really a question of, does that still line up with the organization that you're a part of or the type of path that you're creating for yourself? And it's okay if it doesn't. It's better that you recognize that and then are able to start taking action steps moving forward. Maybe that's exploring a different field altogether. Maybe that's networking and really upping your networking game overall and learning from others who are in potential roles or companies that might actually feel a lot more in alignment with you and what's what you deem most important right now. I think that's also really natural as you grow and evolve that those priorities and values are, are likely going to shift to some degree, not necessarily as to which ones you have in your arsenal, but more which ones you deem most important versus least important, mm. right? I mean, I can tell you, Orlando, even looking at my own career, when I was in corporate, the things I placed value on earlier on versus mid-stage, senior stage were very different. And I always kind of use that as a guiding light in terms of, can this organization like still meet me in those needs? And so it was very much a two-way street that I want everyone to feel very proactive in their career. And if you're sensing that there isn't an alignment, part of that can sometimes be rectified in your company, but also it might lead to really actively exploring something different, something new that will regain that excitement, which is so, so crucial. Yeah. I love what you say about that because uh, the moment you were saying that I was like, our ambitions, our goals, our drive um, moves faster, shifts faster than what the organization, you know, can do to meet that. Right. So there's that communication piece that you need to be communicating, you know, with your leaders in saying, hey, here's my goal. Here's my vision. When you're having those meetings, those one on one meetings, forecasting that continuously planting that seed saying this is what I want to do. And, you know, what's the alignment? Can, can we still be in the line if I'm outlaying my vision for six months, 18 months, whatever it is, uh, but over communicate that, right? And see if you can develop a strategic plan to map that out for yourself. This way you can somewhat, it's still uh, see the the result or the next goal you're trying to achieve uh, versus, you know, being quiet and just wondering, hey, how come I'm not, you know, moving along or getting asked to do certain projects or being tapped to come into certain meetings? Um, I think if you're if you're staying quiet and just assuming uh, you are going to be recognized just because mm. you come in early, you stay late, you know, there's no issues. You're barely taking a vacation. I, I think we shifted away from that that kind of uh, workplace environment now. It's more about being a self-advocate for yourself mm -hmm. uh, constantly. But then the back end is you have to perform right. And it gets tough um, if you feel like you're over delivering. Uh, and then not not being recognized. It's like, what am I doing? And then you lose that initial excitement. You're like, I'm doing all this for nothing. No one's saying, great job. If that's your love language, you know, the pat on the back or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I think it's it's the over communication and knowing that again, you can't the the company can't shift as fast as you no. as the employee, right? So yeah, over, I think over communicate your goals and dreams within the organization. 
This is a great point, Orlando. I think you know how I feel about that <laughs> and, you know, falling into that trap of over-delivering and, and you brought up a really, really important point I want to come back to, which is like not letting other people assume things of you or for you, right? Like that's a downfall big time and probably what's leading you to maybe lose that excitement in your career because you're focusing a bit on the wrong things, right? You need to be your own champion and advocate as to what do you need to be most excited and motivated in your career. And like that should be a constant reflection for you in your work, in the path that you're building, a little bit in your longer term vision too. And like I said earlier, it's not a bad thing if you realize that that's not happening right now or that mm -hmm. you've lost some of that at least like this, you know, you're recognizing it. There's a level of self-awareness there that's going to allow you to say, okay, what do I need to shift right now? Like what specifically would I need to change, adapt, change that will allow me to feel more of what I'm craving, right? So for instance, if let's say you are a little bit in that overwork culture, or you feel like you're giving so much and you're not necessarily reaping the benefits that you want and you want more flexibility, you want more time. Well, maybe that's evaluating if the current work culture is the right one for you, um, maybe having certain conversations around more flexible work dynamic, that could be a possibility. Maybe that's going to lead you to actually explore different opportunities altogether where that is very much something that is valued for employees. So it's just to know very much what's true to you because no one's going to tell you what that is. It's different for everyone, right? Even if Orlando and I have the same value of, you know, collaboration, the way that Orlando is going to view it is probably still going to be a little bit different of the mm -hmm. way that I view it and how I prioritize that. So you really want to be very in tune with you um, and make the shifts that are needed as soon as possible, because we don't want you spending months, weeks, you know, even years looking back being like, oh, shoot, you know, I really should have made a change sooner, or I should have done this, or I should have done that. That's not a good place to, to operate from when you have those questions of regret or what ifs, but rather taking that proactive control from the get-go and really listening to your gut. You know, uh, uh, I love what you said, because I'll, I'll use us as a, a brief example. When you said we may have the same goal, but different viewpoints from it, mm -hmm. I think what's good is that we do communicate, right? So with that communication, we'll find that happy medium that benefits both. Um, and it makes sense. And it's something we're, we're both settled with. And so again, finding that happy medium with the organization to say, all right, may, may, maybe I'm not ready for director. Maybe you're not ready for a director, but we have a senior manager role or whatever your role is currently for this, uh, that we can do this, or we can shift you here because the organization is not set up for that. Right. We're just not structured for this, you know, for this mid-level senior level role at this point. But we can do something differently again because we recognize your performance, because you've over communicated and let us know this is your path and you want to stay with the organization. You're excited about what we do and you deliver, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You can create that own your own path in that sense. Uh, but again, how are you maintaining that excitement? I can personally tell you. Um, I've worked for organizations where I've had bad moments, uh, but not a bad day. I've been blessed to work with phenomenal people mm. who were just people, right? They didn't necessarily wear their title on their shoulder and it wasn't 
you know, verbiage going around the office. That's not my job. It's how do we get together? And that made me excited. Um, even moments where I need to I need to get on the couch and sit with my HR partner. But like this right this day is <laughs> is going left quick. They would talk me back down. Right. So and put, you know, put me back on the, the straight and narrow and just give me that encouragement so I can get reengaged and excited excited about what I was doing at the moment. So again, it's, I think a key thing too, is finding those partners inside the organization that can support you, not necessarily be the person that's at the water cooler complaining. If you're someone who starts to complain, that's what you don't need. You need someone who can, who can shift your thought, your mindset, and kind of get you reengaged in in, uh, almost a, what's the word I'm looking for? Not necessarily a, a like a sponsor, right? Yeah. Someone who's going like to sponsor. Like an ally, a sponsor. Yeah. Like hold you accountable. Make sure, call you to the carpet if what you're saying really doesn't make sense and it's just all in your head and it's emotional. It's just like, all right, is, is that really happening here or is that yeah. your, just your, your perception? Let's unpack it. Where's the facts? Where's the legitimacy behind any complaints? Yeah. If that's deterring you from keeping your, you know, keeping your focus. Most definitely. Most definitely. Another thing that would be really important to consider when we're talking about, you know, are you still excited about your career? Or if you feel like you're losing some of that excitement is actually thinking about the source of what's happening. Mm-hmm. So not just feeling like the, the outcome of like, okay, I'm not excited anymore, or, or I don't feel motivated, or I'm confused. But really ask yourself, where is that stemming from? It's probably going to have to go back a few layers, right? But I, I always love the five whys. You maybe heard of this, Orlando, but mm-hmm. asking why five times to really get to the heart of what's going on, right? So maybe if we use an example, okay, you're not feeling as excited anymore because you know your your workload is not as in line with your like initial development goals, okay? So then you ask, okay, well, why is it not as in line with your initial development goals? Oh, well, you know, we've had so much restructuring in the company that my workload kind of got shifted around. I adopted work from so-and-so and now I'm kind of doing a little bit of everything, but not really what I actually want to do. Okay. So why, you know, why is that happening? Well, you know, I didn't necessarily, you know, share that this shift is actually not in line with my goals. And so my manager felt like, I should be just taking this on and it's kind of created this dynamic and you keep going why down, you know, about five times and you're going to likely get to the source of, ah, that's something that I can really action. Or that's maybe the fact that my manager hasn't been taking into account what's really important for me. And there's a needed conversation that has to happen there so that they don't assume things for me, but that I can actually help shift and bring solutions in my existing workplace, if this is a place that I'm still genuinely excited about growing with, but I'm just not feeling excited right now in my role, right? Those are two very important distinctions, right? And that's what I mean by seeking out the source of it so that you can actually attack the right issue instead of just putting everything in a melting pot and being left with the emotion of it, but not necessarily like the proactive action that you can actually take to improve your situation. And of course, your excitement in your career. I think that emotion piece is is something absolutely really crucial to it too, because how many times have we brought personal life 
you know, that baggage, that emotional, you know, turmoil or something that just recently happened uh, into the workplace where you you brought a bad attitude into it and then it's mm -hmm. spilling over to I'm just not happy about none of this stuff. Right. <laughs> I don't care what's going on. Don't bring me to no meetings. I don't care about what project I have it, exactly. Um, and it just overspills until it starts to become, you know, it, it's affecting your work and it's noticeable and you're wondering, yeah. and now you're, you're pointing fingers at the employer. Like wh why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And it's like, you, you fail to realize that you were the person who kind of, kind of set yourself up in that space because yeah. of something personal that happened. So it's tough, right? We say there's a work-life balance and sometimes it all, it just streams. It's life, right? It all kind of streams together. Uh, there is no true balances. What can you accomplish in the, within the times that you have? And how, how do you stay excited doing those things? And yeah. as we're saying, I think it's a lot around just the communication piece. Oh, and yeah. then you, like you said earlier, if, you're communicating your values and the alignment because of some um, reorganization structure that's happening. Is that a time for you to make a pivot? You're doing it not as a bad thing necessarily for the organization, but you have to look out for yourself to say, wow, coming in, this is what I thought. I get it. Business happens, the market, whatever it is that causes the organization to stay stable. Um, but due to that, it's, it's forced me to rethink my, you know, my path because that opportunity two years down the line is no longer there and yeah. you get that. So you just have to make those pivots um, as needed, not necessarily something you, you thought it was a negative. It's just like things happen. Like mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. Oh yeah. Such a good point. I think those, those distinctions are really key to reflect on um, and that you're also focusing your energy in the right places. And especially mm -hmm. if you feel like you, are not having as much of that excitement, use it really as a learning opportunity also, right? Like ask yourself, what can I, what can I take away from this experience right now? Like maybe it hasn't been a good experience. Maybe, you know, your company has been going through a lot of restructuring, a lot of issues. Maybe you've experienced a layoff. Maybe you have people around you um, that have a lot of uncertainty and it's, it's making you feel very destabilized uh, in your, in your career right now. And that's rightfully so it's hard to just isolate the emotions that you're going to have from experiencing that, but really asking yourself as a learning opportunity of, okay, what can I take away from this? Almost if we treat it as like a postmortem, just like you would like a work project of like, okay, what are the things that you want more of? What are the things that you're craving? What are the things that you feel like you're missing right now? And then also ask yourself, what are the things that you don't want to experience again? What are the things that you mm. want to move away from? I think this really serves as an important roadmap so that when we talk about your next steps, you already know what you're willing to tolerate and not tolerate anymore. Again, no one's going to do that for you, right? Like this is going to be your guide when you're networking with people, when you're interviewing, when you're having informational chats or exploratory conversations. It's good that you have that sense about yourself of what you've learned and gained from the situation. So that way, wherever you go next, you are going to be absolutely feeding into the things that really bring out that excitement and moving away from the things that are really pulling, pulling you away from it. Um, and I love that type of exercise. I've done that a lot in my own career, um, even opportunities where I outright turn down offers um, because it might, it just doesn't excite me. Like it doesn't, 
it doesn't feel like the right thing for me. I don't see the benefit of this for me and my development. Um, and you need to be able to be your own gatekeeper with these types of decisions. Sometimes that could be internal, that could be external, but either which way, a bit of that exercise and reflection and learning standpoint is really going to help you with this. You know, uh, as you were talking again, it's always something that pops in as you're, you're sharing. And I think that's our, <laughs> that's our kind of tennis conversation. Is, boop, <laughs> volley up, you know. Uh, Serves the, up, the yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I was thinking when it comes to that, um, how, how much do we um, kind of self-sabotage and or really define what excitement is for us when we're talking about, the, you know, within mm. our career? Uh, upward, you know, vertical movement, you would think is the ultimate goal for a lot of folks, but so, you know, sometimes it's not, right? The higher you go, the more pressure, you you hope the more income and things like that, but it's the more pressure that comes with it, uh, probably less personal time because you're, you're, you're being stretched so far, depending on the organization, et cetera, but uh, really defining what excitement means to you. Is it knowing that you have a stable career, and that you've kind of mastered your role. And so it's, and then you, you've built some tenure and things like that. So, and you have tremendous flexibility, right? That can be complete excitement. The projects are meaningful to you. They, they may not vary or get larger or get smaller, but you know, the impact you're making because of the, the mission of the organization does align with you. Or you have the folks that are high achievers and just want to climb. Uh, that corporate ladder. But, but again, knowing that that path may not be as easy as you think and the pressure. Mm. So it's really defining what, you know, excitement means for you within your career. And then how do you actually, you know, really change and customize your personal life to support that? Because th there's that interlink thing too, right? That where if there's dysfunction in all these things in your personal life, like I said earlier, it's going to bleed over. Yeah. So you have to think, hey, I can be a rock star at work, but things are crumbling at home. That's not sustainable. At some point, it's going to it's going to divert you from what you're doing because you're going to lose focus. Uh, yeah. So it, it's also working on that side of the fence. So this way you can be successful and excited on, you know, the the employment side of the fence, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's so good. It's so good. Any questions? Any questions? Yeah. Coming in, folks? I was going to say the same thing. Let us know if you have any thoughts on what we're sharing so far, any clarifications, any points you'd like to add. Because um, it's, it's a big topic, right? I mean, it is. The, the excitement factor can stem a lot intrinsically, but also extrinsically. Mm. You know, I think, as we mentioned at the opening of today's episode, there's a lot of external factors that are likely influencing people's general excitement around their career. But I think it's also really important to do that intrinsic work, intrinsic reflection, because that's that's the type of thing that's going to always make you feel like enough. You know, when you put the attention on the things that are really coming from within and being very clear about what that is for you and making sure that the work is aligning with that, it's it's hard to lose motivation. I get this question a lot, Orlando, actually, like to this day, even with my clients, I was like, Tiffany, you know, like, how are you so energetic? Like, how <laughs> are you constantly ex so excited and motivated? And I'm like, well, I, I, one, I genuinely love what I do. Mm. But two, I was always like this, even in my corporate work. Of course, there were moments where there were ups and downs, rightfully so. But 
even in my corporate work, it was very intrinsically driven for me. Like my, one of my core values to this day was really like impact and like creating Mm -hmm. impact for people um, and myself. And so if I'm doing work that I see has a tangible impact, like, and I could feel it and I could sense it day in and day out, for me, that does such a world of good and the excitement that I bring. It's, it's not about the extrinsic factors at all. It's like, it's really that internal type of drive that fuels the excitement. And so whether it was in my corporate career or what I do now as a career strategy coach, I really look for that in my day to day and make sure that if there's something that's not aligning with that, I'm the first to, you know, speak up or shift things or change my focus to something that's going to bring more of that excitement. And so it's very much like I was saying earlier about being your own gatekeeper on this, making sure that you are shifting where you need, having needed conversations, speaking up for yourself, doing the hard look in the mirror, right? And Mm. kind of asking yourself, you know, in a year from now, like, do I want to still be in this situation? Do I not want to still be feeling what I'm feeling right now? And if the answer is no, well, what are you going to do about it today? You know, what are you going to do about it today? Why wait tomorrow, next week, next month? That's just more time that you can never get back. Um, So I, I think that's a really, really important piece to factor in as well. And I think um, also when we're talking about excitement, it lends itself to saying happy, right? Are you happy? Yeah. And happy is so is so fleeting. It's it's moment by moment mm-hmm. um, versus, you know, true joy in what you do um, and, you know, loving what you do, knowing that there's going to be ups and downs. Uh, but you can see through past that, right, that you're able to say, OK, this is in recognizing that. Uh, sometimes we can uh, sit under that that you know that umbrella of I'm sad, I'm depressed too long. Not to not to you know uh, undermine anyone who's who's in that space of depression, but when we have a bad moment, recognizing that it's just a moment, right? Yeah. And it's not something progressive, unless you know you it's a toxic environment. And uh, you, Tiffany, you you talk about and coach a lot about you know toxic environments and things like that and how to navigate communications with managers and things like that. So, but if you're in that space, something happens recognizing it's just a moment. So I think now because the the country and the culture is so sensitive, when something immediately goes wrong, we're, we're immediately asking ourselves, why am I here? Like we're making life decisions sometimes just on an interaction with a manager. We might've got called to the carpet again for a performance or not delivering on something. And it happens. Right. Um, so, and then we're like, uh, if he or she says something to me, I'm out of here. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Like, we're, we're making life decisions in when moments happen. And we have to be mindful of that to recognize, okay, let me take a walk. Let me recollect. Let me go talk to someone uh, again. So you can get pulled back and just say, hey, it's yeah. just a moment. What's the fix? Mm-hmm. Right. You still have a goal. You're still making impact, like you said. Um, what's the fix? Focus on that. Is it still aligned? Now you start to register all those things. Mm-hmm. Why you joined the organization? And he's like, okay, it's just a moment. It happens. Yeah. Let me get through it. Don't don't make life decisions based off one incident that that may kind of shook mm-hmm. you a bit. So oh yeah, recognize that. Recognize that. Oh, that's key. You don't want to you know make rash decisions in those moments. It's too yeah. important. <laughs> Your career is too important to do that. Um, and I, I think you bring up a really excellent point too, Orlando, around 
the different difference between like a short-term solution and a long-term solution, right? You don't want to focus too much on a band-aid solution that might fix like this one situation or this one thing that you're dealing with right now, but it's not really getting to the the, the heart of the bigger issue um, because it's going to just keep repeating itself. And then again, that's time that you're losing that could have been used a lot more strategically for you. So it does sometimes take a lot of that reflection of really asking yourself the tough questions. Um, you know, is this an isolated moment or is this something that is bigger? Maybe it's ingrained in the culture of the organization. Maybe it's something that you've tried to ignore and now it kind of just keeps happening over and over and it's getting to a point where you're not feeling very in line with that anymore and it's compromising your excitement, your happiness, your motivation levels, uh, which is obviously not a good spot to be in. It's, it's very difficult to operate at your you know, optimal capacity and energy if you're feeling that. Um, and so your company is probably not getting the best of you. You're not giving the best of yourself, which I would probably bet is spilling over into your personal relationships as well, right? If you're feeling like this whole cycle, that's just a view I always take in, in how I coach. It's very much holistic, the person and the professional. It's not just work. It's not just life. It's so intertwined. So if you're noticing even changes in how you're showing up with your loved ones, with your kids, with your partner, whoever it is, or with your friends, chances are there's something that's really like eating away at you and you need to face that head on. The sooner you do that, the sooner you're going to be able to at least take action. You might have a lack of clarity of what that action is, but that's why we're here to help and support. Um, but at least you know, okay, like I can't sustain this much longer. And I don't want to overkill the, the the communication piece because it it can be sometimes as simple as saying, hey, I want to go from this type of role to this type of role. Um, and it happens. And then now you're like, whoa, that's all it took. That's all it took. Right? It, it just opening your mouth, the opportunity just, you know, it aligns the, mm -hmm. you know, the positions available. You fit. It works great. The organization was wondering who can they place in that and they wanted to go internal first all these behind the scenes conversations that happened but because you spoke up um, and shared your vision and goal uh, it was you know it was meant to be and it made it happen you stayed with the organization you know that you're excited to stay with you stay with the people you're excited to work with the mission still the same it's still aligned you're just in a different function mm -hmm. that gives you more you know maybe you know uh, possibilities to be more creative or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Uh, we talked about before, you know, transitioning uh, into into a leader uh, or being an individual contributor, swapping, coming out of leadership, going into individual contributor as well. And maybe that's the better fit for you to keep your excitement because, you know, you, you just kind of tapped out at that and kind of almost oversaturated yourself with, you know, being in that, in that yeah. space, but until you communicate that, uh, you just never know. And again, you're back to, is this the right fit? Is this organization for me? Um, but you never said anything until exit interviews and they're like, well, why did you say anything? You say, yeah. we, we've had communication. We've talked. I've always checked in. Yeah. Um, you're like, oh, I should have said something. So yeah. over over communicate this way you know which way you're going right it's it's either i can pivot and stay within the organization to keep yeah. that excitement or you know you have to make a not quiet quitting because that's a trending term right now but you just like hey i gotta 
I know I got to make um, a transition because uh, you have to look out for yourself first, right? Yeah, always. So it's important. Yeah, you you reminded me of an example I, I had in my career too, Orlando, where it got to a point where I was like really overloaded. I at that time I tended to be a bit of a yes person. I was mm. still proving myself, um, so I took on a lot in my role, and I got to a point where I was like, okay, this is this is like way too much, and I. I was feeling like I was almost getting backed against a wall and I, I don't like operating from a place like that. And I was really hesitant to tell my boss because I didn't want to let her down. I didn't want her to be disappointed because that's the high achiever in me that, you know, wants to be able to put a, a strong face on and she, no, I've got this. I can handle that. And it got to the point where I was like, oh gosh, like I need to talk to her because I'm not sure where to go from here. And so I went to her and I was really scared. Not that she was a scary manager. She was probably one of my best managers that I've had in my career. But I went to her and I said, look, this is really hard for me to say, but I like, I really need your help. I'm very overwhelmed by X, Y, Z. Um, I've tried doing, you know, ABC and it's, it's not helping very much. And uh, I'm not sure where to go from here. I'd really like your support. And the first thing that she said to me, I remember this so vividly, she just said, thank you. She was like, thank you, Tiffany, for telling me that. Mm. I, would, I wouldn't have known because you put on such a strong, you know, brave face that looks like you've got it all covered. And if you didn't tell me that, I would never have thought that that was like happening inside of you right now. And she's like, I really appreciate you saying this because I don't know what I don't know. And, and that, that mm. really stuck with me from that point forward of, why I'm such a big advocate of communicating and managing up effectively and working through challenges with your boss that even if you feel like there's no way around this, it's a dead end, it's often not. <laughs> it's really often not. Um, but you know, you, you won't know unless you you give it a shot, right? And it, that was a real eye-opener for me that I was like, okay, you know, I don't have to feel as alone in that. Like my boss can actually help me or whatnot. And it, it kind of goes with the piece around boundaries, right? When you're kind of setting those boundaries for yourself or you're pushing back on something or raising the flag, it's actually a sign of strength because it shows that you know your limits. You know, no one is invincible, right? We all have our limits. Um, and that doesn't mean that you're not a strong worker, that you're not an incredible talent, that you don't have a ton of potential. Just we all have our limits. And acknowledging when those are happening can also really help you regain excitement in your career. Because I know at that point with my example, I was not excited. I was so overwhelmed and stressed and anxious. Waking up every day was very difficult for me in that time. And that one conversation like changed things so much, so much for the better. So communication, yes, I just echo a lot of what Orlando sharing knowing that your boss doesn't know what they don't know and filling them in is going to help them support you better. This goes the other way around too. If you get a sense that your own team might be lacking mm -hmm. excitement, open up the conversation. Let them know that it's a safe space, that they can share, that they can communicate with you what's really going on without feeling like they have to keep that to themselves. And I, I guarantee it's going to not just reinforce your relationship, but really help them to regain that excitement a lot faster. So it really does go both ways. So much to unpack there. So I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, the, I'll, I'll say one thing to the last comment you said when you're talking about checking in with your team. 
right? You can come. There are people, there are tons of people out there. Although there may be some narrative that, oh, people don't want to work no more because they want to work from home or whatever. What, what I find in teams that I've managed before is that um, they don't want to waste company time, right? If they're coming to the office or whatever it is, working from home, but there's not enough work, they don't like that. Now, can they sit there and be like, yes, or ask for stuff and um, and really not kind of push hard to get a bunch of stuff? But I've worked alongside people and managed folks that look for work. They're like, they've come to me and saying, hey, I don't have enough to do. Like I can get what I've currently done, uh, have on my plate done in like three hours. Mm-hmm. And so I need more stuff. I don't want to come here and sit here and not contribute, not help, not support. Um, so those conversations when you're saying checking in with your team are so huge because uh, that would because that's where some excitement can be lost. They're just saying, hey, I'm not being utilized. Yeah. Right. I'm not being utilized to um, to, to my fullest potential. I'll, I want more to do. And then earlier when you made the point of um, the why, you know, the five whys, uh, when you were saying you were more or less mm. in your, your season of saying yes, it was, you know, managers don't know why you're saying yes so much. Mm-hmm. All right. So again, um, I'm oversharing with and over communicating the communication piece because you were like, well, it comes to, it comes to a point where you're overstressed and be like, well, well, why would you take on so many projects? And it's like, well, I'm looking for a management role or a new. Why did you say that? We could have worked out a plan and structure yeah. where what you're saying yes to will help you get there versus taking on projects that's really not going to support your mission and your goal. Mm-hmm. Granted, you you become that team player, but you may miss the opportunity because a project came up, but you're tied down with something that's really not in your lane, but you wanted to support. And here's where your, your zone of genius is. And that was the project you should have been on or something gets dropped because it's, it's too much. And now you've completely flipped what your perception is um, and brand is within the organization mm-hmm. because you were trying to do so much to scale your career, yeah. but it was overloaded and you didn't communicate Let's set up a plan that's going to, you know, align with what I'm, I want to do and how I can best share my expertise and value with the company and how you can, you know, can continue to add uh, within that department or something like that. So those two things really popped in my head when you shared that story. So oh, that, that was good. Yeah. It's good. Good recap. I love those takeaways. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's, it's funny how some of these moments just are so vivid in our mind mm-hmm. that they happened years ago, but they're, they're like those defining moments, right? And it, it teaches you to, well, one, stand up for yourself and mm. also really stay true to who you are and what's important for you. And that ties very much with being excited in your career. You know, if you are getting offered an opportunity, you're like, I don't really feel that. Or, you know, you're you're getting different job offers, right? And you are evaluating which one. Like, it's not always about the extrinsic things. It's not always about just the compensation package or the salary. It could be like, how does this really benefit you in your in the long run towards your longer term goals? Is that the right stepping stone for you? So seeing things from a much more well-rounded lens is going to allow you to maintain that excitement because you're already like 10 steps ahead, right? You're not just thinking mm-hmm. about the immediate moment and kind of getting lost in like the smoke and mirror things, but you're really kind of thinking, okay, if I take this role or if I do this or if I speak up about that, 
how is that going to benefit me, you know, towards where I want to see myself in a few years from now? And I, I, I never really liked that question anyways, you know, in interviews of where do you see yourself five or 10 years from yeah. now? It's, it's a long ways away, but it's the way I'm positioning it here. It's more of got to just have a sense of what you want, what you want. You know, a question I always love asking Orlando when it comes to like, are you excited in your career? It's it might, you know, shock people when they're reflecting on it a little bit, but, mm. you know, ask yourself, you know, what's, if let's say you were retiring in your career today, this is the last day of your career, ask yourself, you know, what would you have hoped to accomplish by now? Okay. So if you were to retire today, the last day of your career, what would you have hoped to accomplish by now? And then ask yourself, especially if you didn't accomplish that yet, if the current path that you're on is leading you towards that accomplishment might take that hard look in the mirror, but really ask yourself, is the path I'm on right now, how I'm feeling, where I'm headed towards leading me towards that accomplishment? Because that's like your one non-negotiable accomplishment that's like, I want to have at least done that. And if it's a no, well, something needs to shift. And it's probably one of the underlying reasons why that excitement isn't where it needs to be because you're starting to feel more and more of a disconnect between what you ultimately want and your current reality. And the only way yep. to shift that is to make changes to your current reality because it's not just going to miraculously happen on its own. So really taking control there, saying, okay, what exactly needs to shift? And then that's where the fun part starts. You know, is it simple communications that need to happen in your workplace? Is it seeing that a bigger change needs to happen? Maybe it's an entire pivot in your career. Maybe it's moving from, you know, being in the corporate space to becoming your own boss. I mean, there's really no one answer here, but I really encourage everyone listening to this episode to really ask themselves that question and really sit on it. You don't have to give yourself an immediate answer, but really sit on it. I guarantee it's going to bring a lot out for you. And it was even something that I used Orlando, you know, as I was kind of at that turning point of staying within corporate and kind of branching off and building you know, a more of an entrepreneurial venture. Um, cause I love my work to this day. Like I, I just, I love the work that I did. Um, but it was really that question of, you know, what's that one thing I would have hoped to do. And for me, I was like, I want to make a bigger impact. Mm. Like it was just like, it came so clearly to me. I'm like, I want to create a bigger legacy for myself. And so that was really like the driving force that yes, my corporate path could have continued to a degree, but I got so excited about the possibility of at least trying what that could look like in a different way. And I'm really happy I did, you know, and that's not for everybody, but it's just the, the fact that that question that I've asked myself at multiple times in my career and how that's helped, I hope that gives everyone a little bit of inspiration to go off of from today's episode and how you can use that question to your own advantage in remaining excited in your own career. Love it. Love it. I think uh, we did a good job. I don't think we need to belabor it. You know, go into it a little bit more. Uh, yeah, if they have questions, <laughs> <laughs> they have questions. They can always uh, reach us directly yeah. um, and, and catch the replay, things like that. It's just it's just so much. It's 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 a topic that can go on and on. Uh, like we said, so many layers, so many layers and variables to you know, how do you stay excited in your career? Right. But that's a question we should be asking because it's, it's ultimately also a life question. Um, because mm -hmm. there's, there's the personal side, you know, yeah. if you're, you, you're looking to build a family, whatever that looks like, you're staying single, whatever that vision is for you, 
um, and you're in corporate America, that funds that life, right? Or funds a side hustle or whatever you're doing, all these things. So that that's a major impact that takes a ton of our time, right? Corporate America mm-hmm. takes a ton of our life. <laughs> so yeah, you better be uh, excited. You know, you better, you <laughs> like I said earlier, excited. Orlando, it's the one emotion, like the most important emotion, excited. Yeah. Cause it's, it, it, it anchors into so many other ones. It does. Um, you know, even if in accepting new roles, like you just, you just want to ultimately feel excited about it. You might be nervous, you might be anxious, you might be stressed a little bit, but so long as excitement is very much there, you know, you're moving in a good direction for yourself. Yeah. And communicate that, right? You yeah. At that point, you'd be like, hey, we need that one-on-one. Like, I'm not feeling this right now. What? <laughs> shake me out of it. What am I missing? What's, yeah. you know, what, what is it? So yeah, uh, that, that, those clar- clarifying communication conversations, uh, you know, with your leader, I think will help you push through. Definitely. Because uh, guaranteed, guaranteed at some point they're having the same mental conversation and, and it may be a relief for them to be like, and, and they're willing to share and then you're each other's accountability partner. Yeah, exactly. Right, so that was good. Good. Exactly. So folks, um, any last thoughts you want to share before we wrap up? Oh, I just hope everybody feels empowered to take charge of their career. If you are excited about your career right now, then that's amazing. Keep at it. Still ask yourself what's driving that excitement so that you can continue to reinforce that. If you're listening to today's episode and you're like, oh my goodness, this is the reality check I needed. It's okay. We're here to support you. Make that need a change. Today is the, the, the first day of what your future is going to, going to look like. Um, so don't wait days, weeks, months to make needed changes to help you regain that excitement. That day is right now. Um, and I hope everybody listening really feels empowered to take charge of that. Absolutely. Folks, just continue to reach out. Um, any questions you have for Tiffany or myself, uh, leverage us for resources, how we can, you know, help you. Um, don't, don't keep it to yourself, but, um, if you need a sounding board, absolutely. We're, we're here to support. Uh, also make sure to subscribe to the podcast where you can check Tiffy, uh, Tiffany and I's episode uh, every other week, every other Friday, uh, in this tandem kind of dynamic, uh, co-hosting thing we got going here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And let check us, us out. And let us know if there's any topics that you want us to dive into. Uh, we have some good ones up and coming. And if there's ones that you're like, oh my gosh, I really want to cover this or that, let us know. We're very yeah. open. This is real talk. So nothing's off the table. And uh, if there's something that's really pressing for you right now, let us know. We'd be happy to dive into it. All right, folks, we will catch you next time here on Career Talks Real Talk. We'll see you then. Bye. <laughs>